Welcome to another episode of View from the Stands podcast. We are back and at it again here for the first time with the number one draft pick in the NFL draft. I'm Sterling. You can find me on Twitter at Sterling New. My co-host alongside me, as always, is D. And you can find me on Twitter at Chicago Jones DW. Make sure to follow the show and subscribe, listen, and View From The Stands podcast. Search us on Apple Music and SoundCloud, BFTS Podcast. And then search and View From The Stands podcast on YouTube if you want to watch. And yeah, man, not since 1940 damn seven, we got the number one pick in the NFL draft. Yeah. Um, and so we got a lot to talk about. Um, I, I apologize in advance to our listeners because to some extent we might be all over the damn place today. Um, it's funny because uh, you and I had a conversation yesterday, which was an hour long conversation just about the the Bears getting the number one draft picked and, um, you know, thinking about the, the stepbrothers uh, reference as far as like there's there's so many possibilities. There's, there's so, so many activities. I'm, I'm just yeah, I'm like, tired I, thinking about all the activities. I'm like, our conversation was all over the place. <laughs> right, all over the place. All over the place. So we'll try to bring some of those points into more of a coherent uh, thought process here today um, and try and get, get them all talked about as well. But, yeah, like I said, the Bears get the number one draft pick. Um, you know, First, first thing as far as the, the number one draft pick, you mentioned it hasn't happened since the 40s. And normally, I think when you have the, the number one draft pick, there's usually like, okay, yes, we're as a fan base, you're probably excited to have the draft pick. But at the same point, you're like, God damn, like, we're the shittiest team in the league. Like, we got, we got a long ways to go. And I, I feel like we do have a long ways to go. But the one thing that we will continue to come back to is that we have Justin Fields and with having him already in the fold as our franchise quarterback, this feel as far as us having the number one draft pick, it just feels completely different. It doesn't feel like we're out here, like, you know, hoping this is going to work or out here, you know, um, desperate, like, Oh man, we've got to have this one person and and that's going to change our franchise around. Like we already got the person that changed our franchise around. We now need people and bodies to come in. Like who's coming with me? Like, Literally, who's coming with me? Because this train's moving. Like, like Dion said, we coming. Uh, question is, are you coming with us? Um, so I think that's just overall just a different feel of having the number one draft pick than we probably would have in, in other situations. Oh yeah, man, and and I think um, you know we talked about it. Now you know at the beginning of the year we got all pissed off at the folks that said um, the Bears is only going to win three, four games. Now this is true. We did win <laughs> only three games. But, but, and to, to, to add on to your point of how it just feels a little different, it feels a little different because usually when you're looking for the first pick or you're about to pick the first pick in the draft, you're looking for a franchise quarterback. It feels a little different because you're probably firing your head coach and or your GM. It feels a right. little different. It feels a little different because the stat that, you know, I saw today, the Bears are one in seven in one score game. So, you know what I mean? Like, it feels a little different because we watched every game and this didn't feel like a three-win team. This didn't feel like a, a team that was first pick in the draft eligible. It just yeah. so happens that, the, you know, the chips fell that way. And that makes us excited as fans because it's like, we need pieces, but we weren't that bad. We're going to get real good in a hurry. Yeah, another stat that I saw here today from uh, that was on uh, tweeted by Michael Snyder, 
uh, on Twitter was that the Chicago Bears were the third lowest penalized team in the NFL this season with only 80. That's huge, too, of having a team with this many young players, this many guys with not a lot of um, NFL experience, and to say that you had 80 um, penalties, which was third lowest in the NFL, that is huge. And I mean, that's that's one thing that we said early on from week one, like, this team seems to be very disciplined under under Flus. Yeah, they um, have an identity, man. Yeah, and I think that, you know, that again goes to the whole point of that, that other stat that you mentioned of one and seven with closed games. Like, you know, a lot of the talk that we had this year was, you know, in those closed games, situations not playing out. And nine times out of ten, it was like, you know, somebody other than Justin – did something wrong like a receiver didn't ca- catch the ball to keep the drive going or receiver fumbled the ball or receiver uh, muffed the punt um or the offensive line is a turnstile <laughs> or, or, or you know the other one i'm thinking about is the washington game where you know we had the double catch that ended up being an incomplete or right. being a completion but it wasn't in the end zone because right. you know right receiver qb timing so there's a lot of things there where we had opportunities to win those games um, and we didn't win it. So I think those are all signs that, as we both said, point to the positive of like, hey, you know, the, the glass is half full in this situation. Not saying that there's not a lot of work to be done. Like, no, there's a lot of work to be done. Uh, I still think this is more so a two-year turnaround before we're in true, true playoff competition of saying like, hey, we can potentially do something here. But we're at the ground level of seeing what – the next 10, 10 years of this this franchise can look like, and it could be the next 10 years where we're, we're talking about, hey, we got a Super Bowl ring under our, our belt. Oh, um, yeah. Oh, yeah, man. And just to add on is because we were talking about, you you know, getting the first-round pick, usually firing your head coach. Not only is, is uh, do they have buy-in, does this team have identity, but like you said, the, the discipline, whether it's, the, you know, the hits principles now – for talent wise, it didn't always come, you know, jump off the screen. But you saw a team that kept playing. You saw t- you saw running backs still running hard. You saw linemen still, you know, going after blocks and still, you know, put, like the effort and the intensity was is and was there. And so this is usually again when when a team is picking number one overall, it's an entire overhaul. And we actually right. have a foundation that we're bringing that number one overall pick and that the, those options into. That's a totally different type of scenario. Yeah. Um, so to, to take a step back, because I, I did want to fall on the sword uh, for us both, because I know when we we started the season, as you said, like we were thinking, hey, six, well, I, you just said this, but we were like looking at folks saying, hey, worst team in the league. Like, y'all are hating, you know, y'all, y'all, this is BS. It's, it's two ways to y'all look at it. If you want to it, look it at it record-wise, record you want to look at it record-wise, that matters is true. You know what I mean? But Did, did we, we execute the code red? Yes, we did, did guys. Yes, we did. Effectively. <laughs> better than we ever thought we could. <laughs> right. Um, better so, than we I mean, could. You know, on the, the, the prediction front going into the season, I was thinking six, seven, eight wins. I forgot what exactly, but I was like six, six seven, eight wins. I think we can get there. And I was like, hey, even if some things play out right, we might be able to even potentially, you know, try and sneak into a playoff spot in that last, last seventh spot. And if you look at it, if you look at seven, six, seven, eight wins, 
well, not six, seven, eight. But if you if you get to that eight win mark, you actually can be in potential to get that seven seed spot. Hell, Seattle Seahawks are eight and nine, I believe, um, and they're they're in the playoffs now. With hindsight being twenty twenty, I ask you this: Would you have rather won those games or be in the position that we're in now? Because you look at a team like the Dolphins. And they limping into going, you know, going up against a powerhouse. All they gonna do is get mashed up and go right back to the drawing board the next season and be right where we are right now, but with less options and less picks. You know what I mean? So I know I'm trying to lead the witness. <laughs> no, no, and you don't have to lead the, the witness because I'll use another example um, of the Carolina Panthers. Like the Carolina Panthers are a team which they need a quarterback because they're still not quite sure about their who their quarterback is. They traded McCaffrey. Um, they, uh, I think they made some, did they make any other trades? I don't know, but they, they're basically a team in flux as far as what's going on, head coaching coming in. And you look at the Panthers and ask the Panthers, like, would you rather have the number one pick in the draft or have, you know, wherever you're at 12, 13, 14. And to answer your question, they're like, no, I'm, I'm happy this played out this way because one of the things that we said at the beginning of the season, taking out the record, we said the goal of this season was two things. We need to make sure we need to find out if Justin Fields is our quarterback. And, and our hope was that he was our quarterback and that he could do it. But at the same point, we, we said, hey, we can't just think that as fans. We can't just hope and, and, and wish that he's got to be that, that going to be the quarterback. We need to see that this year. This year's to prove it. You know, polls year one, flus year one. Are you going to be the quarterback that we're going to stick with or are we going to go a different route? And as you just checked off on the, the video, we have – unanimously checked off on that box. Um, Justin Fields is the franchise quarterback of the, the Chicago Bears. And I'll say it again. Justin Fields is the franchise quarterback of the, uh, of the Chicago Bears. Now, some they people may look it. at <laughs> right, and, and some people may still say, hey, well, he's going to be there for now, and they're going to build around him this year. And then next year, if he doesn't do anything, then they'll, they'll use a draft pick next year to, to, to do it, to get a quarterback. And you know what? That that may be the case. But in my mind, Justin Fields is going to continue to progress. So the whole comment of saying, hey, we'll get a quarterback next year if Justin Fields doesn't work out, I'm looking at them like, uh, you can say that. It, it's it's a valid, realistic comment because if you, you're right. If the Bears are able to stock up on draft picks by trading down this year, build around fields and he still can't get the job done next year, then yes, next year you do use your number one and another number one to move up in the draft and get your quarterback. I just don't see that happening. Like I don't I see hate, that happening at I, all. I hate to be that guy and I and I try not to be that guy. You know what I mean? But this time I'm gonna do it. Like and 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 it's and please, and, and, please. And book if you if you it's know so it's frustrating. Oh, yeah, man, because it's like if you know if you know and what the hell you want to come up, yeah, you want to come up articulate and not just be like you stupid like, son like of you a bitch. Like, like, do you know what the, do you know what you're seeing on the field? Do you know what he's working with and what he still put out there? Do you know? Do you know the fear that he put? Do you know the respect of his peers? Are you looking at what you watch? Do you know what you watch? Do you know what you watch? You covering the football? You covering it? You getting paid? To, do, you, do you know what you watch? Because the question you asking yourself. Oh, should they pick like this? it's asinine, bro? It's asinine. Like if you're watching this team, or even if you ain't watching the team like us, if you just getting to see the highlights on football night in America, you know damn well all you do is give that man some more weapons and they gonna be in trouble. Period. 
Yeah, I'm 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 looking for one of the these uh, tweets that I saw. <laughs> it's just, you know, why are you looking? It's just, you know, I, 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 you always I wonder like, is it an agenda? Is it because you know in media it's a whole bunch of things. A lot of these guys work for these stations that ain't necessarily doing so well. So do you got to do some shock stuff to get your engagement up? So that's not really how you feel. You just doing it to save your job. Like I, I wonder a whole bunch of stuff because sometimes you're like, are you really suggesting? That they, that they treat this dude like freaking Taysom Hill? Bro, what are you out of yeah. your goddamn mind? What is that, wrong that's with the you? That I, that's the one I was looking for. Somebody was basically saying like, hey, we should, um, you know, we should go ahead and draft um, Bryce Young number one. And then, you know, you have the passing quarterback in Bryce Young and the running quarterback in Justin Field. You should kind of use them both and use Justin as like Taysom Hill and have them both like. Like you can't, you can't uh, really believe this you can't you can't you can't be getting a check every week to cover this game and really believe what you're saying. There's no damn way. Either you have an agenda, you racist, or you just trying to save your job and get engaged. Like I, yeah. I, 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 I refuse to believe it. Yeah. So, you know, I, I we we are both on that front that we found we found the quarterback again. Is there work that needs to be done? Yes, there's work that needs to be done. But Justin Fields, as we continue to say, is he's a passing quarterback that just so happens to run a 4-4. And so when those other things come into play and come together from a quarterback standpoint, and I, and I have no problem saying like, hey, maybe Trevor, I should say maybe, I have no problem saying Trevor Lawrence is a better, fewer passer than Justin Fields. And it's going to take Justin Fields a little bit more time than Trevor Lawrence. But you'll not, t- you'll, you'll not hear me say that Justin Fields can't get there because I believe that's BS. I believe he will get there, and and you can't and you can't lead me to believe that where he is right now ain't enough, right? Because it is like like dude, dude, dude getting two seconds to, to to pass the ball, like man, like there's, there's not much. You know, we were talking about well, should they you know should they play him because like we said, he still needs that at work, you know, as far as in the pocket and in the passing game, and then we're like, well, how much work can you really get done when like the receivers ain't getting separation and your linemen? Blocking, you know what I mean? So, right, we, we saw that that's what that that was what was going on with him this year, right? So, as I said, question number one: Do we have a, a franchise quarterback in Justin Fields? We answered that question. Um, the second item going into the season was like, "Hey, let's get out of the season as healthy as possible. No, you know, major major injuries to folks on the team, and at the same point, let's try and have the best." draft positioning available. Now, I'll be 100% honest. I never, 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 even if I did one of those things like, hey, let me send the season in Madden, I did not think the Bears would get the number one pick. I just, my fandom in me wouldn't allow it. I don't know. I didn't think it was going to happen. Um, and so, like you said, this this season was executed w- without it being intentionally or, or non-intentional. It was executed Chef's to perfection. Kiss. Oh, Chef's God. kiss! You, you don't, you don't get the number one draft pick and already have your franchise quarterback like that. It it rarely happens. Um, well, and going back to what you said, because you made me think about that, is the injuries, like the, the usage rate of him, like just how much of the offense he was, and because of what we were talking about, the, the passing game being where it was, him using it in his legs and taking that beating. The fact that he ain't is he ain't super injured. 
And the fact that we don't really have too many guys that we're worried about catastrophic injuries, you know, we don't worry about, you know, how Darnell, how, how Darnell Mooney comes back um, next season. Um, but like you said, our team isn't really banged up. This dude played out of his mind, put the whole offense on his back, didn't really get injured that much, almost set a record, and we get the number one pick. Like, you couldn't ask for him. Right. So, you know, the Bears now have the number one pick, and I want to transition to some of our thoughts as far as what should happen. Now, the, you know, as we said already, there's going to be a lot of things that potentially could happen, a lot of conversation between now and um, – uh, April when the draft does happen, but um, just to kind of you know talk on a high level right now, um, a friend of mine reached out. He was like, "Hey, who do you think the Bears should get? You know, we go offense or defense." And my response was neither. And the reason the response is neither is because the Bears should not be picking number one if this all works out in our favor. And what I mean by that is the bears should be trading back. Like the bears should try and get as much talent because you don't need a, a QB. And when you don't need a, a QB, you draft, I mean, you trade that pick to whoever says, Hey, I will give you money, 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 money. Or in this case, draft is draft is draft picks to get the quarterback that I want for my team. Okay. You want to give me a first this year, your first, that's a couple picks later a second and a third just to move up a couple of spots, a few spots, and I'm still in the top five, sign me up for that twice on Sunday. Yeah, I think through all the permutations we were going through in our conversation yesterday, we, we came to the conclusion, like, as many picks as possible. And and, that, and, that, and that's pretty much – I think we, we there's a situation where we can get at least maybe two, hopefully three trade downs. Yeah, and so – um before we kind of get into the trade down aspect, I want to kind of go to a comment that we had yesterday. And that was our question is, is how can polls mess this up? Um, and so there was two thoughts that we had as far as how polls mess this up. One we just talked about is if he um, drafts a quarterback, the second would be if you don't trade down. And the reason why we say if you don't trade down. And we can put both of those under incompetence. <laughs> yes. Both of those will be under incompetence and, um, we need to be filing charges if that were, were to be the case. A fireable offense. <laughs> fireable offense. Um, uh, we need to be looking at a redo, uh, all that stuff. If that, if, that, if either one of those things happen, but you know, honestly, like this draft doesn't have um, like I don't see Lawrence Taylor in this draft from a defensive standpoint. You know, I don't see Jonathan Ogden um, from an offensive standpoint. I don't see you know. <clears throat> Larry Fitzgerald or Randy Moss, like we don't have that generational Hall of Fame player that's in this draft. Like we have a lot of guys that could be very good guys and great quarterbacks and guys that are willing to be, you know, deserving of these top picks. But I don't think we have like this guy where you look at him from a, a prospect standpoint and say, hey, this is a generational talent. Like for instance, with Will Anderson, I think the guy from Alabama, you know, people are pretty high on him. But and we know Alabama had a down year, but to me, and I think you and I were saying the same thing. He's a good player, but he's not jumping off the screen. And again, if you can, would you rather have him or picks? You know, like 
if if he's not in Dominican Sue, like yeah, you're kind of on an okay team, but you jump off the screen and we know what we're getting, you know, every weekend and week out from you, then okay, yeah. But other than that, like you said, if there's no guy that's jumping off the screen, then picks matter more than a, than any player that I'm seeing right now. I know you 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 know you are resident uh, Patrick Kuiper. <laughs> 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 Patrick Kuiper Rowe over here. But, uh, <laughs> I mean, I, I'm not seeing a guy that makes me think, okay, should I take him or should I take the opportunity to get picks? <laughs> yeah. yeah, and I think for me, I think the reason being, too, is we, we have so many needs. Like, when you look at the Bears team, and we'll get into this as the, the offseason comes about even more detail, but there's probably two to three offensive starters that we need on two, – two to three starters we need on the offensive line. There's two to three starters we need on the defensive line. Um, there's probably a starting wide receiver that we need. Um, two starting running backs. I'm sorry, starting um, the, uh, linebackers. Um, and that's just not – you can't get all that in a draft. You can't get all of that in um, free agency. And you can't get all of that in one pick. What, I was about to say one year. You know what I mean? Like you said, it's going to have to be part of a two-year plan. You got the latest foundation this year for that two-year plan. Right. And so from uh, a standpoint of, of looking at um, what you need to – because basically the, at the end of the day, it's like, okay, this, this team needs an influx of talent. That, that influx of talent does not equal, hey, we need two or three people that – you know, can be good. Like we need, like no bullshit. We need ten to fifteen guys that can come in and be like. We don't need superstars right now. We, we, but we need ten to fifteen guys that can come in and be like, hey, you're you're more than just a body. Like you're you're a role player, and we expect you to be here for the next four or five years as a starter and playing. You know, well. Like again, I'm not saying you guys need to be coming in pro bowls, but we need. Some, now, some I will, I will say it. I kept saying yesterday, I do think that we eventually need a, a Robin to Fields as Batman just because you're going to get into that situation where you're going to have that Jair, Jair Alexander game against the Justin Jefferson where we're going to need a dog. Yeah, we're so, going to need somebody, right, so let, let's, whether this year or next year. <laughs> and so let's touch on that real quick um, because you're, you're if I'm – remember correctly, you're thinking about this 100% from a wide receiver standpoint saying, hey, we need to bring in a, a number one wide receiver or one a wide receiver to go with Mooney, to go with Clay people. And at the end of the day, that's probably not going to happen with a, a rookie wide receiver. Is that Ex correct? Exactly. And so that's why I'm thinking. And, and I'm hoping, you know, you're seeing like with, for instance, you know, my preseason prediction coming true today with, you know, the Cardinals letting go of Coach McDreamy over there, like, Perhaps maybe DeAndre Hopkins might want to look and see if he want to get a little, little change of scenery. That's where you start really start, you know, parlaying those picks you get from moving down the way you do and say, okay, hey, we, yeah, we wasted that second on Claypool this year. Hopefully, it's not a waste, but as of now, it is. Let's let's use another one and go get somebody we know that can get some separation. We know that'll go get that third down play. You know what I mean? Like because you're gonna need that. Like that is gonna be. Whether this year or next year, we don't necessarily need it right away because I feel like our offense, you know, if we had a couple more pieces on offense this year, we we set a record for rushing for the season as a team. So we were we were doing okay and would have done much better with a couple more foundational pieces on both lines. But sooner or later, you're going to need a dog. Sooner or later, we're going to get into a, a big game or a primetime game or a divisional game or 
you know, a, a playoff game, hopefully, where you're going to need somebody to go get that ball. Yeah, no, you're right about that. And um, just to, to touch on that one uh, a little bit further, I, I'm in agreement. I do like um, DeAndre Hopkins as a potential guy that we can go and get. And I, I like the him. The so on Adams. I know he ain't trying to leave. <laughs> yeah, I was surprised you didn't say Adams because, you know, you were yeah, trying you to talk about Adams about 30 yesterday. minutes yesterday. Yeah, that's why. He was trying to sell Devontae Adams for about 30 minutes. Um, and, and so my thought on, on Devontae Adams is like, would that come in? Would I say no to that? No, I would say yes to that all the time. But the problem is, is I just think that we have to give up too much as far as draft pick, like a first round or a second round draft pick to get Devontae Adams. Whereas I think Hopkins, a little bit later in his career, but it's still a top five, top 10 wide receiver when he's on the field and healthy. Now, I know he's got the PED suspension issues this year, but and when he's on the field, there. yeah. Um, when, when, he, when he's on the field, he can play, but we could get him for a fourth or a fifth, kind of like, you know, the whole Robert Quinn trade. I'd much rather say, yeah, let me go ahead and throw a fourth or fifth your way than throw a first or a second for Devontae Adams, who already has a big contract and is already probably close to 30, if not 30 already um so we'll see how it plays out but I, I do think in going to your point i think this is going to be where it all comes into play as far as just the the uh, multitude of options because we have options from a draft standpoint which we'll touch on here in a minute we have 120 million in cap space to to spend and oh yeah we have our franchise quarterback where as you said earlier d Players in the ra- around the league, coaches around the league are talking about him as like he's that dude. He's 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 a dog. He he's that guy that you want to be around. And at the end of the day, players want to win championships. And if you can put yourself in a better situation to do that, you're going to do that. And it's Chicago. It's a it's a big market. You know, one thing that we are confident in is polls for two reasons. One, um, we don't think you know he's incompetent, so we don't think he's going to. Up. But two, he kind of already showed us. We were talking about how, you know, he he he, he took you know chicken salad, chicken you know shit, and made chicken salad out of it this year, kind of with what he was given and getting more picks and, and and doing halfway decent with the picks he you know he acquired um, this year. So we know that that's probably going to be his plan. Um, I just hope that he um, and, and he has a lot of time. He, I mean, that I think that's the biggest thing we talked about yesterday too that. Not only does he have time from now to April, but even in situations with, you know, re-signing Montgomery, he has so much leverage because they got so much money. They, they had that number one pick to where you can go and say, hey, you know, hometown discount, come keep doing what you're doing. Like you said, having guys across the league looking at the potential of what we have here with Justin Fields. Um, you can't ask for a better situation as a second year G. No, I, I agree with that. You can't ask for a better situation. You got the number one pick. A lot of money to spend you know prime place as far as organization you got your franchise quarterback you already have your head coach in, in play now it's like all right let me just let me start using these pieces at the same point trying to acquire more pieces and you just mentioned it there d you know ryan poles did trade back in last year's draft i forgot how many picks he started the draft with but he ended the draft started the draft with four and ended with double that um amount um and so you know, again, this year, we look at what Poles did. He 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 made some moves. He said, okay, for Quinn, I'm going to go ahead and get a fourth rounder. For um, 
for um, Roquan, I'm gonna get a second rounder, but that second rounder, I'm also gonna go ahead. I mean, I mean, get a second rounder, but then with my second rounder, I'll go ahead and get a receiver that I think we can use now. So the Bears still have a second rounder, even though we gave up with what would be the first second round pick. He's kind of showing you his hand that he's he's willing, right? Trying, trying, he's, he's trying showing to you build, that he's trying to build this thing back up with his right. Hand. <laughs> right. So I'll say this now. If, if, if Pose comes out and it's not like, hey, you know, Justin Fields is our quarterback, I won't be surprised at that because at this point, it's kind of one of those things like, hey, it's probably better that I just shut the fuck up and not say shit. And like, hey, we're going to review and evaluate all talent. When you um, got all is, the leverage, which is the right thing to do. Who talking? When you right. got all leverage, you come to me. My, my price right. is this. You know what I mean? And that's a great position. Right. So you the combine is um, beginning end of February, beginning of March is when the combine happens. Then the draft is end of April. So realistically, you have the full month of January going into the full month of February before you know you're doing your scouting. Then you have the combine um, wrapping up at the in, in, beginning of March. Then you have all of March and basically you know, going into that first week of April, I think that's when we'll probably start hearing anything as far as potential, you know, trade options or what they might do. But again, you don't have to do anything until day one of the, the draft, which isn't until I think April 28th. So, you know, there's definitely, as you said, there's some time there to, to, to make some moves in regards to everything that can play out. And speaking about some things that can play out, there's, you know, teams that need quarterbacks, you know, the Houston Texans, we know, they're getting a quarterback. Houston Texans have to get a quarterback. They're at number two. They should have been at number one, but thank you again, Lovey. Um, they're at number two, but they're going to get a quarterback. Arizona Cardinals got the number three spot. They're not getting a quarterback. They got Kyler Murray signed to a long-term deal. The Colts, Matt Ryan, uh, Nick Foles, and Sam uh, Ellinger. They—they they the they, they got to be in the market too. You know, <laughs> they get—they get one of those quarterbacks. They have to. Because, because, and we've seen this before in the NFL. And, and, and speaking of those quarterbacks, we gotta hope that Levis or Levis jumps up. You know what I mean? Because that that just puts another guy in the fray to where you, you start building that market up and you got more trade partners. Right. So then the other teams that are in the mix, um, you have Seattle at five that potentially could go to quarterback, or they could stick with Geno. You know, the, one of the things that we've been saying with them is like, okay, Gino is definitely probably comeback player of the year, 30 touchdowns. I think you said 11, 12 interceptions. Also but, 10 years in the league. Exactly. 10 years in the league, you're going to have to sign him to quarterback, starting quarterback money. And then the other side of it is Pete Carroll is 71. Like, does Pete Carroll as a head coach want to bring in a a young quarterback or does he want to stick with Gino? But I don't. I don't think you do both to Seattle. I don't think you you say let's stick with Geno and also get a quarterback. I think if you're Seattle, you say if we're sticking with Geno, let's use that pick to get somebody that can come in and do something right away instead of somebody that's going to come in and be on the bench for a year. Or you don't spend that money and keep that get that rookie quarterback, get him on a rookie contract, and then get some capital for Geno and trade him to one of these quarterback needy teams. Right, and if, if they decide to keep uh, – I'm sorry, if they decide to go that route and look at getting a quarterback, that only helps the Bears out because then that's another team that potentially could be saying, hey, we, we may need to to move up and get our guy. So that's Seattle at five. Detroit's at six. Um, again, a situation 
where Detroit has the number six pick as well as the number 18 pick. If you're Detroit, do you say, you know, we need to come out of this draft with Jared Goff's future, you know, one of them? In. Yeah, I would, you know, why wouldn't you? Why wouldn't you? And you honestly, got two on, picks you know, in the first round. Right. And based on this draft class so far, I don't think you're waiting until 18 to get that quarterback. If you're the Detroit Lions, you're saying, hey, let's get a quarterback. You're probably going to try and get it at that that pick number six. Um, so the Raiders, for, so much room for activity. <laughs> right. So much room for activity. Then the Raiders have the seventh spot where they've told Derek Carr, like, hey, I shouldn't say told, told Derek Carr. Derek Carr said, hey, I'll, I'll, I don't want to be a distraction these last two weeks. I'm going to go home. So there's something going on there where I guess he could come back, but the reality is that's probably going to be a trade where Derek Carr is in a new situation next year. And as long as Tom the Raiders are looking for there. a quarterback, as long as, as, long as Tom Brady doesn't win, <laughs> then you got somebody there. Atlanta Falcons. I mean, they got uh, Ritter last year, but you know, I don't know if that's their guy. Maybe they, maybe they decide to, Who's to finally get a quarterback. Bueller. Uh, Bueller. Bueller. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and and then number nine, you have the Carolina Panthers. Um, which they need a quarterback as well. So that's, you know, Houston, the Colts, Seattle, Detroit, Las Vegas, Atlanta, Carolina, you know, seven teams. Let's say five of those teams truly want to say, hey, maybe let's try and get a quarterback if we can. That just gives us options. And so ideally to me, um, the Bears trade back once somewhere in the top top four. So that could be a trade back with the Houston Texans to go from one to two or a trade back to go to the Colts from one to four. And then potentially another trade back where once you're at four, if Arizona gets, um, you know, a defensive person and not a quarterback, as we suspect, then maybe at four, um, the Colts, I'm sorry, not, not, not the Colts, but maybe at four, the Bears trade out of the fourth pick and go back down to eight or nine and Somebody else comes up and grabs another quarterback, and then you made two trade backs in the first in the top ten pick. So okay, going away from the picks to actual positions, I know we're more concerned with just get as many picks as possible. But you and I were talking about the big main, the big focus, the the big area of focus we think should be both lines, the foundation. You know what I mean? Building up the offensive and defensive lines, and then going from there. I'm of I'm of the ilk of right now we need a proven wide receiver who can, you know, separate and stuff like that. So I'm not necessarily thinking that they're probably hoping that they don't necessarily go too high in the draft with that. So I'm with you. We we should be uh, don't, don't if they get a guard or a tackle <laughs> whether they first pick or whether defensive or off tackle, like I would I would not be surprised. You know what I mean? Because I think that's what we need to start building this team first. Yeah, you know, if they are able to trade trade back twice, excuse me, it just gives them the opportunity to one take the best player available. But again, you know, if you trade back twice, you're probably coming away with two, if not three, additional first round picks in future years. Right. But what I'm what I'm just saying is, how, where are you thinking the 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 point of emphasis? This this because if we're thinking that this is going to be a two year project. <clears throat> Which you probably need for before they really are where we think they should be. Like you can't, you know, wrong one built in a day. Where are you where are you attacking first when you are starting to pick? You know? Yeah, and and so that um, that we can't answer. That we'll have a better answer to once 
we get into March and start seeing some of the free agency come into play because again, you know, this isn't going to be tackled in just one area. We have, you know, free agency and the draft to make a splash here. And with the Bears having 120 million in money to spend, the only concern that I have is who's going to be available. And my hope is that some of these teams, um, you know, allow some of the, their guys to go and become free agents. And if that's the case, then Bulls can come in and, and swoop in and get some of those guys. But if you could come in and get, you know, DeMar Payne um, on the defensive line, you can get Davenport, Davenport from the Saints um, as an outside rusher. Um, and then maybe you pick up a right tackle uh, in free agency. That is just that, that gives you three starters right there that you didn't have at, at season's end. And it also gives you three stars that you probably wouldn't have gotten, you know, from the draft as far as guys that are going to come in and actually be, you know, worthy starters in the league. Now, here's the thing. And and, and this is what I feel. I know that it's a two-year deal, but I really feel – I'm really going back to the one and seven, one-score games. You start adding a couple pieces, man, I think there's – I think it's going to be more of a turnaround. Like, look what happened with the Jaguars. You can hear they – 10 games this year, but they're in the playoffs after having the first pick in the draft. I think it's the same situation where their problem looked like it was their coach. It wasn't their personnel so much. You know what I mean? So you had another couple pieces. We could see a turnaround next year. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> no, and I, I agree. I, I do expect to see a turnaround next season. Like, you know, we talked about the Lions in the first show. The Lions had three wins last year. This year they had nine wins. And I think that the Bears could be in that similar place again because we already have a quarterback and the quarterback's going into year three. So there's not as much as a, a learning curve on that front. <clears throat> Plus, offensively as well as defensively, you know, your offensive guys are going into um, the same uh, coaching scheme, uh, both offensively and defensively in the second year. So I think <clears throat> that's going to help um, out as well. Um. Uh, so you know, they they got so many ways to look at this. Um, so to your question, just it, we'll have to see. But my hope is that some of these other teams <laughs> let some of these good guys go. Like, hey, we just can't afford it because we've been managing our cap bad, and um, we'll go ahead and get some of these guys that are out there. All right, so with that being said, um, we'll go ahead and close out the show. We got some brighter days ahead. We don't Uncertainty, for sure, but I know the future is bright. It ain't nothing but bright right now, so that's exciting, man. And like you said, we got our quarterback of the future. On behalf of Sterling Noop, I am Chicago Jones DW. You from the Stands Podcast, listen to us on Apple Music and SoundCloud, DFTS Podcast, YouTube, You from the Stands Podcast. Uh, this is our view. Peace. <laughs> Peace. And go horn frogs. Get that done. <laughs>